Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of episode 169 man that was so awesome i love talking to people from across the pond man like uh, first of all i love their accents man i always nerd about about their music man and you know obviously the street art thing dude but uh um yeah man shit it was really interesting for me because i've been watching a lot of uh youtube videos with this guy named simon whistler who is the the common sounds exactly like the guy that we were just talking to you know, so there's a couple of times where I just started grinning because I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to this guy, Simon Whistler, man. Cool. Well, shoot, man. But dude, I'm stoked, man. Yeah, man. Yes. We have another. We have another guest from the UK, man. And this this dude is huge, man. And uh, yeah, this guy I'm, is actually uh, one of the artists that inspired me as well. Um, oh, awesome. and I'll, I'll tell you about that when we're uh, when we're interviewing him. All right, I'll just go ahead and let him in, man, because uh, I'm excited to get started. Welcome, my dog, Ty. How you doing? Yeah, good. Yeah. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us today, man. You look great, first of all, pure in hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's beer o'clock here. I don't know about where you are. Oh, man. It, you, yes. you know what? It's just a little past lunchtime, man. So I, I figure uh, it's a little that's, that's beer o'clock in Europe, basically. <laughs> have, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Love Dude, it, thank man. you so much for uh, for joining us today, man. Uh, I'm uh, I'm assuming you're in London or near London. Uh, I'm Portsmouth on the south coast, but yeah, an hour away from London. So um, yeah, oh, okay. just outside the hustle and bustle of the city, uh, but I'm on the coast, so I've got the beach and yeah. Where are you good. Where are you from originally? Uh, far southwest of the UK, so uh, down in Devon. Um, sleepy little city down there, but uh, I settled up here about 20, 25 years ago. Uh, so yeah, this is where I call home. Ah, nice, man. Nice. Feel, what? I'm sorry, James, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, I feel like in, in the UK, when you say it's like, it's about a half hour away, it's about an hour away, you're driving past like four cities. You, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> Everything, everything's like so much more concentrated. Well, it's like, if I'm driving across half hour or even an hour, man, I, I'm just like, Getting across the city, Los right? Angeles, yeah, man. Yeah, you, you know yeah. what I mean? But anyways, I, I apologize. But go ahead, Teach. Um, you were, before you were saying, 
uh, my dog size was, you know, actually inspired you a lot, right? So uh, don't mean to put you on. Well, he's he's one of the um, artists that inspired me um, to leave pieces out in uh, in the public for people to find. Uh, um, I don't yeah. remember how long ago it was, um, but I remember you had done all these little rocks and you'd put eyeballs on the rocks and you were down near the beach somewhere or something like that. And you just grabbed them and you just right, threw man. them in with all the other rocks. And I was just like, ah, where is this beach? Well, there's no way I'm going to be able to get over there. It's over across the pond, I'm sure. But damn, that is so awesome, man. <laughs> Yeah, so that was part of my Free Art Friday project, which I've been running now for, well, it's been rolling for about 17 years. Um, wow. So I, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of stepped into the street art game a little bit later than most. So um, Me too. I was, right, okay, yeah, yeah. And um, I wore a shirt and tie to work and uh, I was running around doing some street stuff and realized that if, if I get caught, if I get arrested, I lose my job <laughs> and I probably lose my wife and my house as well. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I kind of wanted in on the street art game, but started this, this kind of free art Friday project where I would paint the piece at home and then on my way to catching, catching, uh, the train to work, I would leave it out on the street for someone to find. And, uh, it's kind of one of these strange things that for me was just a little tiny person, huge global community i don't think there's a city i've been to in the world where i haven't been able to connect with a group of people who in some form or another have kind of taken this idea about creating work and leaving it out on the street um for people yep. to find but a funny story that the uh those stones they, they were little water droplets i painted and it was it was a sunny afternoon i had a spare afternoon in the studio so i've been painting these stones took them down to the beach which is on the way back from studio to home so i sat on the beach had uh, 18 of these stones and I threw them, videoed it, threw them onto the beach. So, you know, th there's pebbles on pebbles, right? These little tiny, tiny pebbles. And then uh, I just did a little post saying, hey, you, you come and pick them up, right? You know, see what you can find. And then just sat there with a with a beer or an ice cream or something on the beach and just watched as everybody arrived, rabbling, scrabbling around on the stones, trying to find them. And, uh, and about 15 were found within the first couple of hours. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, a year later, a guy messaged me and he was walking along the beach uh, and uh, he said he was walking along the beach with his kid and uh, and he was telling the story about how this artist, my dog size, had thrown these pebbles on the beach um, and, uh, and and everyone was trying to find them. And his little kid just looked down and petting on the floor and said, what, like this, daddy? And uh, the Whoa. stone had been there for a year and it was literally between his shoes. And he sent me this photograph of this stone that he picked up and it was the very last one. So every single one of those stones I threw on the beach were found. How wow. Crazy. Wow. wow. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Now I know why I thought they were the lies because the droplets had like two dots on it. And this was yeah. from like, how many, it was, uh, a couple of uh, years ago. Five or six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I just, man, I'll never forget that. I was like, man, here's this guy who's, who's, you know, you know, giving, some of his artwork and I think at the time I was like hmm I need to raise my prices some and this you know I'm going no I need to do what this here you know because god look at this man people love that and they really appreciate it so um thanks for that man appreciate it <laughs> yeah well you say you got into the street art game a little bit late I mean um I always like to you know talk to people about like what they were doing before uh you, you know like were you doing like just more uh like uh studio stuff or uh before street art because a lot of people kind of like start off in the street art game and then they convert <laughs> james used to be a james used to be a drug dealer 
Um, <laughs> we, we've all got a dark past, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, technically, he was a pharmaceutical rep. I just well, like to call him a drug dealer. I, I had but, to leave um, that industry because it was too evil, uh, um, to be honest. I, you know, it, it was always like, hey, it's a good paying job. And then to be honest, like, after just like, especially right now with the, everything COVID going on, man, who knows what the hell to believe, first of all, right? But I'm just saying, like, I had to leave that industry because I sure I felt like I was part of the problem and part of the machine, man. Even those, but, you know, a few, but like a decade later, man, I'm now like sitting with you guys doing the podcast. Mm -hmm helping other artists, man, and uh, making music. When he was making these stops all through L.A., he saw the street art and started taking pictures of it and was smart enough to get the name LASTREETARTGALLERY.COM <laughs> and then just kept up with it. Yeah. You know, he just kept up with it. We had a guy that was doing this thing called Merrows and Fairfax blog spot for a while. Yeah. And, um, you know, he kind of, that kind of ran his course. He got burnt out and everything. And then he kind of told James, you know, this is, you know, kind of passing the flame on to you. And, um, you know, James has been keeping track all along. And then he hit me up about doing the podcast. And, um, you know, I was like, this is, uh, yeah, this, this would be great because, you know, we like to, people like to hear from people like you, you know, and kind of get an idea of a little bit more of who they are from a different platform instead of just seeing their artwork. So um, when when did uh, when did you start doing artwork? Like, how old were you? Uh, man, yeah, you you've asked this question. I've been listening to some of the other podcasts. And, no, thank yeah, you. It, I, I think like, <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, but like most of the people that you spoke to, the crayon, right? You know, the kid with the pencil in his hand. I wasn't a football player. I wasn't a fast runner. I wasn't a mathematician. But you know, I was the one that would friends would come to you to draw cartoons when I was at school and then in the 80s I was the one that was painting everyone's leather jackets and then hey. in the 90s with the rave scene I was the one painting the backdrops for the illegal parties and so I always had that kind of creative you know outlet in some form and then uh, my dad was like yeah that's all well and good but you know you need a career you need a proper job because you're never going to make a living from painting so I, I fell into teaching so yeah. I kind of had that creative aspect in that I was... Um, You're a teacher too! Thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know how to spell it. <laughs> uh, you didn't get arrested by your like teacher, so... <laughs> <laughs> I did. I had to change it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I fell into teaching and then um, it, uh, you know, did that thing of, you know, got a mortgage, got a pension plan, wore a shirt and tie to work and... Uh, realized at a certain point in life that something was same time that I kind of stumbled across uh, the Worcester Collective, which is a, you know, really kind of almost historic street art blog now. Um, and stumbled across a Banksy rat in London. And it was just like, whoa, hang on a minute. You know, they're these guys that aren't, you know, aren't tied by the curators of a gallery that are reaching a massive audience, that the only thing that's stopping them from doing anything is their apathy, right? You know, if you've got the effort and you've, you've got the drive to get some work out and you want it seen, then there's absolutely nothing stopping you. And, and, and that really, really excited me. But, mm. you know, like I, like I said, you know, I, you know, I went out and with a few stencils and a few bits and pieces, and then it was just like, this, this, is, this is too risky. <laughs> I mean, I'm in too much of a position here that, you know, stuff could, could get hit. So yeah, that's when the Free Art Friday project started. So I would be initially just 
paint a canvas and then take it out and put it on the street. But um, it was getting expensive once a week with materials and, and it was like, well, what else can I find? So it was, you, I'd go out and find bits of cardboard or, you know, stuff that people had thrown in dumpsters or whatever and pull that back and come and paint that. And then one day I kicked, kicked a baked bean tin um, across the, uh, uh, that must have fallen out of someone's recycling bin, brought it back. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a lazy painter. If, if, if I can find something that does half the job for me, then, um, that's exactly what I'll do. Uh, and this tin can kind of did the job for me. It was, it had this nice round circular face, the hunched up shoulders that come from sort of stamping on a, on a can, um, and threw a face on it and, and kind of never looked back from that point. That was, it was the perfect medium for me to paint. Um, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, Beautiful. you know, it had this really lovely sort of soft melancholy to it, which kind of linked in with the name and, you know, all, all the aspects of the, of the way that I like to work. Um, and uh, from there, things just, yeah, just went crazy. It was, you know, yeah. I met up with a couple of guys, some graphic guys, and they were just like, you know, you know why aren't you painting walls <laughs> you know, I was just like well I've got a little brush and I'm just painting bits of trash that I can find lying around but uh, so they were like you know here's a spray can come and play um and where did the name my dog size come from uh right oh I can almost tell you I the answer to that is I'll tell you but you have to buy me a beer but <laughs> okay <laughs> we're, we're, my we're friend if there. you were here with you I'd buy you a case <laughs> <laughs> well, well um yeah, go on. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. Go back to, okay, so then they said you need to grab a spray can and come do some walls. So um, what happened then? Well, I, I went and joined, but man, picking up a spray can for the first time, you watch people paint and you think, well, you know, I've been painting with a brush all my life. How hard can this be? Well, fuck me. It's hard, right? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't do what you want it to do. And, the, and it just... Yeah, I I spent twelve months pulling my hair out, thinking, how 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 are you guys doing this? How are you making the can create that line and that fade? And um, you know, kids come up to me now and do the same thing. You know, how do you do it? How do you make those little skinny lines? How do you do all these things? And it's just like there, there's there's only three things you need to do, right? You need to practice, practice, and practice. There are there are no <laughs> secrets. You know, what cap are you using? Ah, you know, it doesn't matter what cap I'm using. It's just practice, practice, practice. And, <laughs> you know, if, if you love something enough, if you're passionate about something enough and you're willing to put the time in, the 10,000 hours or whatever they say. Oh, is, I love it, man. Um, then, you know, you're going you're gonna to crack it. I'd love to keep saying I'd love to play the guitar, but I'm not willing to put 10,000 hours in to get there, right? You know? Um, so, you know, it's the same thing. If, if you want to learn to paint an eye on the wall, then... Um, Stick the hours in, <laughs> practice, be passionate yeah. about it. Don't, don't go to the pub, you know, don't go off and do crazy things. Just focus on that one thing until you get there. Well, when I, you were, when you were first doing the, the spray painting, um, was, was any of it, um, like, you know, uncommissioned? Did you ever get in trouble with the law or anything like that? Uh, I, I didn't only because I'd made that conscious decision on the kind of free art Friday side. And actually it was around about the time of the start of, uh, paint festivals. They weren't called paint festivals then they were more paint jams. So it would usually be a bunch of writers or street artists or whatever, finding a spot that had, you know, seven or eight walls on it. Uh, and then it's like Sunday, bring a beer, bring some paint, 
we'll just we'll have a social and we'll get painting so those sorts of things were going on and uh, there's a festival now i think you guys probably heard of it because it's fairly big now upfest big paint festival yep. in bristol mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah and so i i just missed the first one and that was tiny that was it was in a car park and you know there were a few artists painting the wall in there and then a friend of mine had been down and painted that and then the next one came up and he's like oh you know come down and paint come down and have some fun come down and try it out and i you know nervously was there on a I think it was a four foot square board and I was absolutely shitting my pants and the big, you know, the graphers there and throwing, you know, super fades and fat caps around and the stencil artists are waving their bits of paper all over the place. And I've, I've got a little <laughs> bit of spray can fills and the rest of it is paintbrushes just because I'm not brave enough to work on. But, you know, we all started somewhere. Yeah, that's I, I love that, man. I think I think it's just like... <clears throat> It's so cool to hear uh, this this culture in a different country too, because a lot of times, especially like you know here at LA Strayer Gallery, we, we focus a lot on like local artists that are here in LA. But this podcast has allowed us to basically talk to people all over the world, and it's so mm. awesome to be able to connect with you over Zoom and like hear about a lot of the things. Like we're we're trying to start up little events here, you know, and it really just starts up with hey, uh, a few cans of paint and a few artists willing to get together and you got some walls, <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. I mean, we actually threw our first get-together for the podcast recently and uh, so many artists came out and then a lot of them, we actually, they actually just wanted to get some cans of our new spray paint, uh, the Go Spray Paint, actually. Um, and it was just nice to have all a meeting of all these minds in a sense, you know what I mean? It's great. Um, oh, and, well, and, and of course, so much, right? You know, the the time that I learn the most is when I stand over the shoulder of someone who paints. I might not want to paint like them, but you know, watching the um, you know South American guys take the fat cap off and then put a leaf or a bit of a plastic bag over the top, and then the cap goes back on again, and they get those lovely little splattery lines. I was watching Cranio um, when I was painting over in Miami, and I was just like, "Shit, how do you do that?" And you know, he was like, "That's cool, come here," you know, a bit of stuck a leaf over the top and then put the cap on the top again and then started and it was just like whoa and you learn so much by just standing over someone's shoulder and you know you just absorb those little tiny bits and you know if they get pulled into work if they see you ever go to art school or any kind of art uh, and instruction at all i i spent my life doing it right it, it, you know i haven't had instruction uh, I've just learned by watching other people work and that's awesome, man. Studying something and just giving I'm it a try. So so glad you said that because that's actually one of the things that I try to get across on the on the podcast. I actually went to a Ringling School of Art and Design. I got a bachelor's degree of fine arts, and it doesn't mean a hill of beans if I'm doing a commission piece for somebody. You know, you can have a fucking master's degree, and if you don't do a good piece that they like, they're not gonna like it. You know what I mean? And, you know, like you just said, one of the best ways to learn is to stand over someone's shoulder and, and watch them. Yeah. That's man. awesome, man. So, now, so let me ask you real quick. You know, you have these, like, aside from the cans, man, you know, there's a few distinct. Uh, <laughs> I like five artists in one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> so confusing. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, no, but I, I, I love that because, like, for me, as uh, making music, man, like, I'll make, like, many many different genres and you might not necessarily be able to tell that it's me um it's just that because i pull from so many different influences and uh, i have so much to express actually so i mean there's a few distinct uh like characters i would say or images yeah. that are kind of like uh um are um 
Iconic to iconic, my dog size. Exactly, yeah. man. So, I mean, I got to ask you about the first, uh, um, so we talked about the can, um, you know, what about the, uh, the, the guy, <laughs> the, <laughs> what, what, what would you name, what would you name on Free so, Art Friday I, back I, in the day? Yeah. Yeah. I call him my every man. He kind of represents anybody and everybody hmm. he has no gender, has no, yeah, is just there. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm really tight and paint's really expensive. So I used to sit down and spend an evening with, you know, easel and canvas and brushes. And at the end of the night, there would always be paint left over in my, uh, in my palette and, and I didn't want to waste it. So I would stick my fingers in the paint palette and just rub it over a piece of cardboard or a piece of board or anything I had left over. Um, and then that would become the background to, to these little characters, just so I didn't yeah, waste no, the color paint. mixing here is um, excellent, man. And, uh, and over time it's developed into these really, you know, specific, you know, primary colors that you know mix up bits and pieces but um i had the the, the character itself I, I when i was teaching I, I stole from a kid so i had a really <laughs> reluctant four, four year old that was in, in in my class coming along and uh just didn't want to pick up a paintbrush and a, and a, or a pencil a pencil and i was trying to encourage him trying to get him going on doing stuff and anyway eventually he said you know you gonna draw something draw something and he picked up this pencil like in his fist big fist grip and then in about 10 seconds he just drew this kind of boxy character with great big flowers for hands and then feet and then this massive smile he's like yeah i've done a picture of you and i looked at it and i thought i've spent my life trying to develop the nuance of emotion right you know you know everything i have in trying to develop how you know trying to create something that will make people's hairs on the back of the neck stand up trying to tug on their heartstrings and there you are this four-year-old kid and then like 10 seconds flat boom you've done it right as parents we stick our kids at work on the refrigerator at home you know and we fall in love with it and then it's like well how am i going to connect with people on the street well i can do something which they all relate to that really naive simple childlike drawing and so that's an instant attraction right they all relate to that because we're inbred you know as parents and grown-ups to be drawn to the beautiful naivety in the way that kids draw um, and then if I can then throw on that my favorite melancholic lyric, right? Most of the texts that come on there are, you know, old song lyrics that I sit and scribble down in my notebook or on my phone or whatever. And then, then they kind of get used again. And it, but you, you mix that, you know, sadness of a phrase with the naivety of a drawing like that, really, really simple drawing. And then all of a sudden it just elevates itself to something else. And I don't know about you, you know, I can go into the studio some days and I don't want to paint an eye, which is only an eighth of an inch wide. I don't want to pick up a spray can and work on something in great detail. I just want to meditate, right? And my way of meditating, most of that painting is done with my hands and my fingers. So the music in the studio just goes on mega, mega loud. I just squeeze out three colors of paint and I just, you know, I just splatter those backgrounds. And it's just such a nice way. You spend a whole day doing that, one piece of cardboard on the side, one piece of cardboard on the side, one, until you've got a massive, massive stack of backgrounds. And then you're ready to go. So you've got build up stock of work ready for Free Art Fridays or drops or shows or whatever. So, yeah, so the Everyman from there is, is just, and it's been with me the longest, I think, out of all the things I've done. It came before the cans and so it's been going for yeah 17 or 18 years it's developed it's become more stylized over the time but um it's a really really yeah simple fun meditation definitely man That's you awesome. said lyrics um do uh do you write music at all no i don't no i love music it's the first thing that comes on in the studio when i get there 
Um, uh, but uh, I would love to, but no, no, I, I love wallowing in um, dirgy, depressing, are I'm a quite cheerful person, but yeah, 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 there we go. <laughs> Radiohead, <laughs> Wedding President the Smiths, every, everything that just brings your day down. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe I'm such an up person. It just helps level me out a bit. But um, yeah, I, I, the, you know, if it's going to make me cry, then I'm going to play it even. Louder. I think it's a generation. It's, it's a generational thing too. I mean, um, that that whole era of kind of like uh, uh, new wave and and uh, like you know the, the, the depressing music because a lot of it's coming back now. Um, there's this new style called dark wave, man. If you want to look it up on Spotify, anybody uh, listen, well, yeah. you can check it out. A lot of it is just bringing that, uh, that whole vibe back, man. So I, I mean, like I said, it puts you in a certain mood. Um, but uh, hold on real quick. We got to ask you about the eyes too, because obviously this is, uh, um, I feel like this is what you're most known for in a sense. And these are the images that go viral and, um, uh, depends at least on who you are and what you like. That's true. That's true. But I mean, let's just talk. This is this is one from this past year, man. When did this? I mean, the eyes have been, uh, you know, it's part of your name too, and it's part of the cans. You know, like when did that whole, uh, you, you know, image iconic uh, image start, man? Uh, I or nearly always painted the cans with the eyes closed to start with, and they kind of mm. mimicked the homeless guys on the street that don't make eye contact with you, but they're you know ask for change and things, and the cans very much linked with with that kind of. That, that feel and I, the, I was leaving those pieces out and you know like members of society I was taking a piece of trash and then turning it into something that people wanted well we've got these people on the you know living there on the street they have value and if you can invest a little bit of time into them you can bring them back so that was wow. the kind of the can back story and then one day I walked past a homeless girl and instead of having her eyes down asking for change she just stared at me and it was just the most powerful gaze and she, she got a couple of quid and then I just walked away and thought oh, I wonder if well, okay, let's try painting that on a can. Let's try putting her on a can. So I painted this can uh, with the eyes. I painted the eyes first. So I've never painted, you know, I painted loads of stuff before, but it wasn't something I'd painted regularly. Anyway, I painted the eyes. I was quite pleased with them. Painted the nose, completely messed it up. Just, you know what it's like some days, just, you know, I was so pissed off. Kind of threw the can across the desk, left it there for a couple of weeks. And I was walking through East London and walked past uh, two women um, in Burka. And they walked past and had these beautifully made pies and they were just like wow there's something really intriguing about you know completely covered just this little tiny window uh, with these beautiful eyes showing and I thought I know what I'm going to do to that can so I came back and just painted the entire can black and left the the, the, the pair of eyes on it and then posted it up online and uh, that was the can that hit the hip Huffington Post, it was on the MSN homepage, just did that viral thing when you have no control and it's being shared in strange Yugoslavian foot fetish sites. Wow. Oh, yeah, well, you know, just, just kind of <laughs> went crazy everywhere. And I was looking at it thinking, what is it about this, this can, you know, okay, of you've got the kind of political elements and all this sort of stuff, but it was, it's just a pair of eyes. So I thought, how do I, tra I'll transfer that onto a canvas. So I'll paint the entire canvas black, I'll just put a pair of eyes on it and see what that works. And it, I put it into a show and it got a, got some good appeal and then uh, I thought well, okay what if I play with the background so you know I could put a colored stripe behind and I did that on a couple of pieces and then one day I was rollering the stripe behind I had too much paint on the roller and the paint dribbled down and you know we're artists right accidents happen and you've got to learn to work with them because you're screwed off not you know you're out on the street you've got your paint you can't undo there's no control undo on this or you just got to work with it so then you you start playing with things and you start exploring 
and it was just one thing after the other, this sort of slow evolution. And initially, it was just a little spark for the reflection. And then the more I began to kind of look into people's eyes, um, a great excuse to do, to do that. If you say, I'm studying you, yeah, yeah. You began to, you know, began to see me reflected back inside. And I was really fascinated by the fact I could see me. And this is kind of a little bouncing story, right? You know, I'm looking at an eye, but the eye is looking back at me, is reflected back at me. So, and I like the idea that I could travel around the world, paint an eye, put me in the reflection, and then leave. So I'm kind of leaving me there wherever I am. Self-portrait. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, completely. And then one day I was away uh, painting a piece and it was Father's Day and I wasn't there. And I was thinking, you know, I'm not with my kids. I'm not getting breakfast in bed. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm painting a wall on a scaffold somewhere. What can I do to, you know, to announce the fact that um, it's Father's Day and I'm missing my kids? Oh, no, I do. I'll just stick my two boys either side of me in the in the reflection. And I did that. And it, at that point, it was just like, it was this revelation. It's like, shit, I can put anything in the reflection. I don't have to just put me. I can put places. I can tell stories. I can, you know, the whole gambit of the human condition, I can throw into the reflection of an eye. So, you know, I talk to people now and I'm like, oh, you, you think I'm the guy that paints eyes? No, 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 I don't paint eyes. I paint stories in the reflection of eyes. Mm. So that piece that you just put up um, was, was painted in Miami a couple of years back when I was over there for, for Basel. And uh, it was painted on the, um, oh, I can remember the name now. It was painted on a school wall and the school was named after um, a saint. Ah, oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, anyway, so she kind of went, she went into the reflection of the eye. So I really like oh, the idea nice. that you can begin to pick out the community um, and then you can involve wow. the community in what was going on. So I did a big project in Rome a couple of years back and we painted 540 eyes on a on an old hospital wall. The, wall, the hospital was like 700 years old or something you know everything in Rome is you know a thousand years old yep. and uh, and so on, in each of the eyes um, I asked the members of the of the sort of local community to send in photographs if they were born in the hospital if they had members of the family that had kind of stayed in the hospital or died in the hospital and I just got this this deluge of these beautiful photographs of like this is my grandmother that was you know she she died 50 years ago but she was born in this hospital and here's a photograph of her or I was born here or my mum was born here or my dad died here whatever and we were able to sort of drop those people of the community hidden inside the reflection in the eyes and uh, wow. it was just such a powerful piece you know, and, and, and people will park and go, oh, yeah, there's my book size, the guy that paints eyes. And he's just like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. You know, that's why it's so important to go to the pub with an artist, right? Because you or do podcasts like this, because, you know, it's when you sit and listen to the backstory that leads up to whatever yeah. that piece is, you know, even if the piece is a red stripe, that artist has had such a massive story that got to the point that they, you know, broke their work down to the simplification of whatever it is. Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely. Can I, can I, I just got to ask you because local here in LA, there's, um, there's nobody more that gets more LA in my opinion than one of the artists named Bile, man. And Bile. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, obviously he, he, you know, know, now, now like, that yeah. I've heard the, the backstory on your eyes, they're totally different from, from Vile's, you know, and I, I'm just, just to show the audience real quick, I'll bring up one of Vile's eyes. And I just, I would just love to hear some like, yeah. uh, you, you know, admiration or, or whatever your comments are for Vile's, especially since you, you're aware and know of each other's work, man. Yeah, I, I mean, he's got 
so much flow. He's just liquid, right? It's just, mm. yeah, stunning. You, you know, you know, just by looking at his work, you know the history, right? You know that he comes from a graffiti background. You know it's about pure graffiti aesthetics. Um, and um, so, yeah, we have the same subject matter, but we come from a completely different angle I, and we tell I different stories. That. But yeah, um, and I, yeah, I, I love that. I love how you just said that, man. Like we have a similar subject matter, but we come from different angles. Man. I, I couldn't. Mm. I've had anybody put it any any <laughs> so thank you for <laughs> definitely man now teach were you gonna say something sorry uh, no i think uh i i, I, oh, I was just okay. listening to what you were saying <laughs> no but you know <laughs> one, thing, one thing um i love man is because a lot of people in the street art game they think i gotta get my stuff big as possible bigger bigger and people will see it and then i'll get noticed what you did was you went from from a heinz can <laughs> you know what i mean one of the things that yeah. really gets kicked around in the street as, as a, a children's game you know and then you kind of focused on detail on a, on something small man and it's led to you to have obviously huge walls and big opportunities and galleries man so i mean i definitely love the contrast in terms of the uh the path but go ahead teach yeah i was gonna ask what um like approximately how many different countries have you been to um doing artwork um i don't know i i pretty much hit, hit most i've gone from south korea to we did 14 stories in china off a chinese scaffold that was fun no it really wasn't fun wow collab collab with snub 23 and um yeah that was crazy crazy but uh, yeah what city i've done was it in china that you went because uh in shenzhen okay okay yeah um, yeah I, like i said I, I love i love it when i took teach to china uh, <laughs> for the first time and he was commenting on the scaffolding let, let me just tell him about the scaffolding story <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. You know, I'm in Shanghai for the first time, and James is telling me, yeah, you know the way they do the safety here with building, construction, and roadways is it's a little bit different. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you'll see. And then we're driving down the street, and I just happen to look over and see some construction on a building, and it's about uh, four floors high where the scaffolding is, and there's a guy that has gone beyond the scaffolding. He's walking out on a ledge. Couldn't be more than than his his feet wide, and he was scooting along. And then all of a sudden, I saw this massive flame come up, and he had a he had a blowtorch with him <laughs> on the outside of this building. He was on the outside of the fucking building on a ledge, and here's the scaffolding right there, like you know, 15, 20 feet away from him. And, and so, so many questions hit me like, okay, what, was he just impatient and wanted to get ahead of the scaffolding? Like, he's not waiting for him to move the fucking scaffolding? This guy, you know, I mean, why is he trying to kill himself? And then I thought, well, how is he being allowed to do that? Holy shit. Oh, my God. So, I got a question uh, for you. What would you say is the sketch, do you, if you remember, what's the sketchiest um, wall you've ever done? Like, how high and everything? It, it would have to be that Shenzhen wall, yeah. For with the the the, the it, it, so it's yeah, it's fourteen stories. The plan was that my my eye was going to go at the top, um, and then the the snub cubes were going to work around it. And then we got there, and I got to about the fourth day. And by the fourth day, I could get halfway up the scaffold. That's how brave I was. Um, and then we we were gridding the wall off, and and I you know I just turned to snub and said, look, we're going to have to change the 
change the design because I just I just can't get up there, man. The floor was um, yeah, that holds up it, it was, in Miami. No, yeah, it's a bright yellow one if you're looking for something. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, the the floor was made of like barbecue grills, just kind of tied on with cable ties. So every time you bend down to pick up a can, you can just look right the way down mm. through and see. And um, yeah, I brought my own harness with me and was kind of clipping on every 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 ten steps and stuff. But yeah, this kind of rotating lap. Oh, it was just yeah, it was, that was, that was the most, I've never been so more scared. Every single hour of every day felt like just one step. And oh, real die. quick, I, I just actually found the, uh, the picture of the scaffolding that uh, Teach was talking about right here. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I have yeah. a circle. Look at this guy. Fourth floor. Nuts, He's beyond right. the fucking scaffolding. It's all bamboo. Right by the scaffolding when you could just walk along the edge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and, and the scaffolding was bamboo. Yeah. They, they take bamboo up to how many floors, James? How many floors will they go up just to? That's crazy. There's hundreds of floors. Well, here's the thing, think, though. The, uh, the thing about China is, look, they, they may have uh, the scaffolding kind of ghetto, but their buildings aren't falling apart like us in here in Miami, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean their infrastructure, uh, like, you know, I got to say, man, it, it, there wasn't very many times where I would feel like, you know, back in the day, like, you know, there's not very many things that I feel like China has better than America. But now the mo more and more time has going on. I'm just like, man, their roads aren't fucked up. Like their buildings are like not falling apart like ours, you know, because they're new. You, you, you know, they may not have that many people living inside it, but it's just kind of uh, oh, here's the I, f I found the uh, huge mural of uh, in, in Shenzhen, basically. Yeah. This is the one. It doesn't. Uh, oh my gosh! So the yeah. the black pupil in the center was about uh, hang on, what's it in feet? About eight feet wide. So the wow. eyelashes, the eyelashes went over like three stories or something. So I'd have to paint one part of the eyelash and then climb up the scaffold and oh do the next God. part and now then climb up again. And it's just, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. How long did and that just, take? It took us. We had there was a team of three, and it took us just over two weeks. Oh wow! Um, yeah. Oh my Amazing gosh, the reflection, dude. though, man. I mean, you can kind of see like a kind of a Buddha statue in a sense, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the computer. Actually, it was, uh, it, was the, it was the son of the. Uh, so it was a big technology center, and um, the it, the owner was super proud of his son, and uh, and so we we put his son into the ref, into the reflection of the eye, and oh, then yeah, nice. because it was a technology center, let you know, I lost the usual iris pattern and put the kind of circuitry board in there. Love it, man. Nice. I mean, you know what? It's it's funny because like I I always uh, appreciated your art, but now that with all this backstory, like I have a better understanding of even how to appreciate it, you know. And how to <laughs> thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, really, man. Yeah, really I love can. that. You, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, what are you saying, Teach? Oh, I, I was just agreeing with what you were saying. Oh, okay, okay. And sorry, I just saw you pointed it out, but <laughs> but yeah, man. Okay, so I've I've covered a few characters, man. I mean, um, you you know, you also do. Uh, a, a lot of like you know animals too man i kind of like oh wait i gotta show you this picture teach this, this is this picture does it more justice of like what would the uh the shenzhen building that, that yeah <laughs> that was us on the scaffold yeah that the, here's oh, the, the, this yeah. Is the yeah. scaffold that you're talking yes. about <laughs> dude yeah, was, when you say what's the most sketchy there is no comparison. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this was the this was the scaffold guys taking the scaffold down they were in flip-flops um taking what? it down and uh, yeah it's crazy 
Just, yeah, you just know, you know, it's weird. Like the working conditions in China are just a little bit. I've been having nightmares every night until I was done with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with heights, you know, but oh, uh, we, we have bamboo. We have some more uh, uh, zoom in on the scaffolding. This looks real. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, I can see the. That's grading. the floor. Look, you can see the floor oh every time God. I lay down. And we asked them oh. to keep the, the scaffold just slightly away from the wall. So they left a two foot gap between the scaffold and the wall. <laughs> so it was lovely. You just, you're going to just, just step down floor. and fallen right down into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, man. That, 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 you are a brave man. <laughs> so, I mean, okay. So how's the pandemic going on? I mean, are you guys open yet in UK or what, what's going on? We hear... Um, it's been a, yeah, it's been a crazy time, isn't it? I, you know, as a street artist, you used to traveling, that kind of went, and it went really, really quickly. Um, but uh, I, I'd been planning to work on a big project here in the UK, so I'd kind of re reduced how many trips I was planning, um, and and thought I would escape it by just kind of busying myself away. But um, it, it's, hit, it's hit us all much harder than I thought it would. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I have I have been busy. I've, I've taken over an old uh, abandoned building. Yes, your it's new project. Yeah, so um, it was a it's a crazy thing. I live in a pretty densely populated city. Okay, it's on the coast, but it's still pretty densely populated. But I discovered a um, an old ballroom and a nightclub that basically someone had locked the doors fifty years ago and then just left it, um, and kind of. It's it's the it's the it's the weirdest weirdest building, um, and uh, I spoke to the building owner, and I was like, I'd really like to do a really cool project. I'm looking for an old building, and he just kind of threw me the keys and was just like, okay, dive in. So, wow. So I've spent I've spent the last eighteen months in this building on my own, and uh, you know, as a painter, you know, we've talked about the fact how the, the wall responds to the community and the space, right? Well. As a control freak, I'm always thinking about how can I control not just the picture that you see in relation to the space, but how can I control the space as well? How can I, how can I give someone an experience, like a street art experience, but an inside space rather than, you know, rather than the street, which is, you know, kind of where my heart is. I put shows on in galleries and you know, the white box cube of a gallery for a street artist is so, it's such a strange thing to try and get your head around. And some galleries are great and like let you rough it up a little bit, but you know, it's still their workspace and they still got to move the next artist in. So to be able to take it, <laughs> to be able to find this building and take it over has been incredible. But I walked in with the plan that it was going to open in 2020, you know, 2020 vision, right? That's perfect for me. I'm the guy that paints eyes, 2020 vision. I can eat <laughs> I just need to find a crazy space, paint some eyes, and then hang the work in there. Anyway, I walked into this space, and it was just like, there's no way that I can just paint some eyes on the wall in here. This, this space deserves so much more. It's got so much history, peeling paint, and this beautiful old ballroom, and it, it, it was just crazy. So I have these characters that I call my quiet little voices, which I think are like kind of the animals that you spoke about. And they're, yes. they're kind of partly human, partly animal. You never see them, but they kind of exist. These, these strange little bug-eyed creatures. Um, and nice. so the idea is that um, when I first started street art, all street artists were anonymous. There was none of this, right? You just yeah. saw their work. <laughs> and, and that was really intriguing, right? You just, 
you know, and I really like that. I really like that anonymity. You know, Banks is the only one that's still got it, right? Well, there's a few guys, but, you know, it, you know, just, and I love that anonymity, but I, I can't undo Paul being the street artist, right? I can't take that away. But what I can do is I can play with it. So the idea for this show is that I'm rewriting the story of My Dog Size. So everything you've ever seen, every wall that's ever been painted, every Free Art Friday piece, every paste-up or sticker or poster isn't created by me. It's created by this community of quiet little voices, these creatures. So I've built, so I've started to work in sculptures. So I'm building these eight-foot, nine-foot sculptures and they all live and occupy this space and they all do different things. So there's, there's a can painter and there's a every man paste up guy covered in paint. And there are couples dancing and there's a jester swinging and there's mother and child and all those elements to the human condition just within this beautiful old abandoned space. So it's like a bit of urban exploration. You make your way up the stairs and you don't know what you're going to walk into. And then boom, you walk into this space. And I, I can control everything. I've got this beautiful space. I control sculptures so you can walk around them. I've, they've each got a voice and a language. So wow. I've created a new audio language. So they all talk and they each got a script, although you can't nice. understand what they're saying. Uh, and then I've created a written language that goes with them. So one of the guys is a scribe and he's busy documenting their life and I've developed the alphabet and the language. So it's just like falling into a massive, massive Amazing. warren of rabbit holes, right? That you can explore everything you've ever wanted to. Yeah, I want to play with sound. How do I play with sound? And so we'll start finding people that know how to do this shit and, you know, okay, I'm going to give you a script and then I'm going to read the script and we're going to flip it around and we're going to twist it. And, and so it's been a really, really crazy journey of, of discovery. I remember at the beginning of lockdown, there were these memes going around saying, if you ever wanted to learn Italian, now's the time to do it, right? You've got the time, you're all locked at home on furlough and, you know, now's the time to do it. And I was just like, right, I sh you know, this, I've got to take this seriously. This is my opportunity to do something that I haven't done before. Right? I know how to paint. I know I how to use brushes and cans and all these bits and pieces, but I've never sculpted. I've never woven willow. I've never worked with sound. I've never worked with light and how light can, you know, and, and so it's just about trying to dive in, pull a whole bunch of new skills in and add them to my visual vocabulary. Um, so, That's yeah. Awesome, I mean, wait, so weird. how how are... How are you going to, uh, I saw that you have some tickets going on sale. I mean, uh, how, how are you going to manage this? I mean, just, just curious. Cause I'm going to be in Europe, man. And I'll fly over uh, to see this, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> you know? it's, it's been a crazy ride. Uh, you know, initially the, the plan started COVID and we were going to get, you know, thousands of people in through the door. We got funding in place and it was all going to be great. Then COVID came along the arts council pulled all the funding and we were, we were, we were broken, no money and no plan. And but at that point, you know, as an artist, when you've got when you planted that seed, you've got to grow it, right? And you, yep. you don't know how you've got to grow it, but you've got to find some way to grow it. So at one point it was gonna be a ghost exhibition. No one was ever gonna see it in the real world. We were just gonna make a film, right? And so it would be the whole thing built, installed, filmed, and then taken apart again for no one to see. Um, but as we are moving our way out of COVID, I've got the most incredible project manager who's just kind of judging how we're moving slowly away. We've been able to, um, we've had to spend a lot of money adjusting the building for airflow and for 
health and safety. You know, this is an abandoned building. And, and I come from the kind of punk generation of, right, this is squat. Let's just open the doors and let everyone in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work yeah. anymore, man. You know, you want to, you want to try and get sort of 10,000 people through the door in the public. You, you know, it's, it's on my back and, you know, I don't want the building collapsing. I don't want people, uh, you know, a lot of exactly. people getting ill because, of, you know, because of that. So we are navigating our way through it. So we've got restricted numbers and very strict sort of timetable of, you know, you've got a certain amount of period in this part of the building and then you've got to move through. And so, but, you know, if, if, if you want to make something happen, you, you can find solutions. There, there are people in the world, aren't there? There's that kind of like, oh, no, computer says, no, you can't do that. And, and there are those people that go, right, okay, well, that's not the right way to do it, but let's see if we can try and find a solution. Let's navigate our way through to the point that we can make it happen. And this is, you know, it's been my dream for a couple of years. I've literally lived it for 20 hours a day for the last 18 months. It's, I, it's you know, it's, <laughs> it's got to happen. I just, it may be, maybe it's a dozen people through the door. I don't care now. <laughs> you know, I just, I just I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the closing stretch now. I'm just, I just need to get, everything yeah. done well, we, we can't wait to see the film man i mean uh, at, at least for all the uh, please at least please at least do a film dude please at well least do a film. I, I i got a documentary filmmaker who was going to follow me for the five months that i was supposed to be running the project um and then uh, so he has been following me now for 18 months poor guy um <laughs> and so he's documented the tears and the tantrums and the you know this is happening no it's not the you know wearing masks and the you know the craziness of not touching everybody and anti back in your hands every time you you know when and so it's been a really fascinating journey I, I you know he's he's documenting I'm just getting on and doing my thing but I, I'm going to be fascinated to see you know I can remember there are certain points somebody phoned me up and said hey you okay I hear the the building's on fire um, and and I was just like what running down the road and uh, I knew the filmmaker wasn't there and I knew he's been asking me to sort of do video logs to go into the film I thought yeah Paul's gonna be so impressed with me I got my my phone out I'm running down the road going oh my god the building's on fire the building's on fire just because this is gonna be a great part of the film even if it's the end of the film right and then he gets to the building and it's burned down it, we, we're okay it, it was a different part of the building and we and, and we, we 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 suffered just a bit of smoke damage, but we were good. But yeah, so there's definitely highs and lows in the in in the journey. Um, so um, yeah, a film and a book to document it because yeah, it's a lot of work for. It's open for 16 days. It's 18 months work for 16 days, which is a bit crazy. So um, documenting awesome. it's been really important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one, one last thing. Um, now teach teach. Uh, plug in your mic for some reason it's super staticky when i mean maybe unplug it and replug it just i don't know just give it a try and maybe it'll help not sure um one last thing uh paul uh your ted talk man i mean uh, uh, it's it's on it's on youtube man a lot of a lot of people can go find it if they want to learn more about it can you tell the audience a little bit about like um you know what did you uh what did you talk about and like what kind of experience was it for you um uh, I thought it was great. Do you know the artist Ben Ein? He does like the uh, the letters, London painter that does all the letters, right? Legendary. Okay. Uh, he he um he did a TED talk and then he walked off the stage and walked straight into a tattooist and then had the words "Never do another TED talk" tattooed onto him. Um, and I know exactly how he feels. It's it's proper scary. It's it's you know I I spent twenty years as a teacher, right? I can stand up and talk to people without any issues, but with a TED talk you have a script, 
right? You have a script assistant, oh. someone helps you write the script and edit the script, and then you have to learn it word for word, and then there's no auto cue. Oh. You oh, just no. stand on the stage in front of these thousands of people. And I, you know, the guy before me was printing, was was developing the technology to print working human hearts. Right. And the woman after me was a campaigner um, and a victim of female genitalia mutilation. <laughs> right? and, and, I, and, and we all went out for dinner. Right. There's, there's 10 of us, all these crazy scientists, these people that just done the most amazing things in their lives. And they're all, we're all sat around this dinner where, you know, politely eating. Oh, yeah. What are you here to talk about? Oh, yeah. I print working human hearts. And, you know, I've saved the planet from malaria. But, and then they come to me and like, oh, what do you do? It's like, yeah. I stamp on beer cans and <laughs> Gosh, should I be here? I don't, know. I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, well, first but, of all, very brave of you, man. And definitely, I mean, to each their own, man. Like, you know, uh, the guy, the guy who likes, you know, saves people's lives with printing hearts, man, he needs good, good things to look at on walls too, man. So, uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, man. Yeah, no. it, it, it was it was talking about how you know it's it's very easy to get lost in the world, right? It's, it, to lose your way and 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 feel like you're not getting anywhere, and you know that's happened in various stages through my life. But actually, you know, it's the importance of stopping and looking, looking at the tiny things, looking at the beautiful details in the peeling paint or the rust on the, you know, on the fence panel uh, and, and taking inspiration from that and moving forward. So it, it, it follows the journey of my role, wanting to be an artist and doing it for shits and giggles, you know, not trying to, you know, I tried to make money from it and it, it just went tits up. And then when I found the passion for it, when I found the Free Art Friday and the way of doing it, because I just loved to do it, that's when shit happened for me. And that's when I was able to, you know, to do what I want to do all day, every day, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it's important sometimes to get lost because when you get lost, you find exciting new pathways. Wonderful, man. Yeah, I think that that's the perfect, perfect, <laughs> perfect way to end this podcast, man. And like, we're right on, we're right on time too, man. I, I, and wow. you know, so yeah, pretty much, you know, guys, this is our uh, last episode for, uh, before our summer break, we want to invite some of our friends from across the pond to uh, uh, kind of like talk to the community and realize that this is not just a, you know, local thing. This is not just a, you know, going on an America thing. This is going around all around the world, man. And, uh, you know, we appreciate all you guys for, you know, uh, supporting us by listening. And, uh, you know, if you uh, can leave us a review uh, on iTunes, that'd be great. Or if you've enjoyed this show, please tell a friend. You know what I mean? Take a screenshot, share it with somebody. Say, hey, you know what? You should check out this uh, this podcast. Yeah, because I know street art, It's like we said, it's uh, it was a very secretive community, I think, in the past. And I think that these conversations now that are opening up as you know, more artists uh, are learning about themselves and the community are very important. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And my dog size, Paul, thank you so oh, much. Oh, thanks for so much today, for your man. time, man. Can't knowledge. wait to it's party with you. I want to buy yeah. you some beers. When things open up, I need to come over and play West Coast. I haven't painted West Coast. So yeah, I'm going to be hitting you guys up and um, we'll find some walls. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, man. That sounds, that sounds awesome, man. Can't wait to connect with you. And like I said, we'll be in, your, uh, we'll be in Europe, man. If we find the time to connect, we'll definitely... Uh, see what's going on right so thank That's you again great. yeah 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 and follow us at pttp show leave us a review on itunes thank you guys so much for listening love you guys take care and peace thanks again paul
Yeah, no, absolute pleasure, guys. Nice to chat to you. Thanks. Great stuff, cool. man. Great stuff. Right. Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.